Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Cotera Energy Inc., ticker symbol CTRA. So we're looking at Cotera today as a subscriber request. In stark contrast to the rest of the S&P 500, Cotera is up 17% over the past year in a year that's been pretty rough on the market overall. Through our analysis today, we wanna to learn what are we missing? What could the market have possibly discovered about this business this year that led to this kind of outperformance? So right now, Cotera Energy is trading for $24.26 per share. Again, they're up 17% over the last year. Over five years, however, their stock price is down 17%, so down about 3.5% compounded annually. Over 10 years, their stock price is down 6%. However, going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last nearly 18 years, Cotera Energy is compounding at a rate of 11% annually. Keep in mind that this compounded annual return is not including the business's dividends, so their average dividend yield over this time frame would be in addition to this return. And right now, Cotera Energy is paying out about a 10.3% dividend yield, which is one of the higher dividend yields in the entire market. That's more than eight times better than the yield of that of an S&P 500 ETF right now. Cotera Energy is trading more than $10 below their 52-week high. They're a little closer to their 52-week low. Although it doesn't show it here, they have about a $19 billion market cap. So for additional background about the business, Cotera is an independent exploration and production company with operations in Appalachia and the Permian Basin. It was formed after the 2021 merger with Cabot and Cimarex. At year-end 2021, Cotera's proven reserves were 2.9 billion barrels of oil equivalent, with net production that year of approximately 431 million barrels of oil equivalent per day, of which 70% was natural gas. The company sells its natural gas to industrial customers, local distribution companies, oil and gas marketers, major energy companies, pipeline companies, and power generation facilities. Cotera Energy was incorporated in 1989 and is headquartered in Houston, Texas. For our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Cotera based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress, and it's an opportunity to learn in public, so it will continue to improve and get better over time. With that said, let's get right into today's video. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. And there are two major reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. So by asking for a benchmark of 14% or higher here, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. Cotera has seen their returns on capital fluctuate pretty dramatically over this period. They were actually negative in 2017. They were very above average in 2018 and 2019. And then they were just back to about average or slightly above in 2020 and 2021. Over their last 12 months, Cotera is actually earning about 28% returns on capital as the price of oil and natural gas have continued to rise. Averaged out over these past five fiscal years, Cotera is only earning about an 11.5% average return on capital. So while that is solidly above that of a typical business, that's below that 14% benchmark we're looking for. And so this is an X to start things off here on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers here in our calculations. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. So because these two businesses, Cabot and Simarex, merged in 2021, we're going to be seeing growth across the board here for Cotera, including their last 12 months, their revenues are up by more than five times over this period, and both their earnings and their free cash flows are up huge as well. 
This is a big check coming in here on metric number two, as because of this merger, the business has grown by quite a bit. And again, especially as they operate as a natural gas production and exploration company, they're benefiting with the increased pricing of commodities. Then next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Cotera on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. Again, in our previous metric, we learned that their earnings are up huge because of this merger between Cabot and Cimarex. But earnings are just one component of this earnings per share equation. So we also want to take a look at what they've done in terms of their shares outstanding. To make this merger happen, Cotera has diluted existing shareholders by 73% over this time frame. The vast majority of this came in 2021, but they have diluted existing shareholders over their last 12 months as well. Even still with that shareholder dilution, their earnings per share are up massively over this period. Over their last 12 months, Cotera brought in more than $4.90 worth of earnings. And so this is another check here on metric number three. Metric number Number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. This is also very similar in that their free cash flow growth over this period is outpacing their shareholder dilution. Over their last 12 months, Cotera has brought in $4.29 worth of free cash flow per share. So this is also up massively over this period. This is another check here on metric number four. And so far through our first four metrics, we have three checks and only one X for Cotera. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So in 2021, to facilitate their merger, they ended the year with $2.4 billion worth of net debt. Since then, they paid this down somewhat. And right now they have $1.9 billion worth of net debt. Over this time frame, Cotera has produced more than $2.1 billion worth of free cash flow. So on a historical basis of their free cash flows, they're able to support this debt load. It's also worth being aware that over their last 12 months, the business has brought in $3.5 billion worth of free cash flow. So they'd be able to pay off all of this net debt with just about six months worth of free cash flow currently. So they've been massively cash flow generative, especially post their acquisition. And even before that, it looks like they'd be able to support this debt load comfortably. Either way, though, this is another check here on metric number five, as it looks like relative to the debt that they're employing in their business, Cotera is very cash flow generative. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury, and it'll give us a starting point for a reasonable valuation of the business. So we're using their total enterprise value here because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the economic reality of the business that's more similar to as if Cotera were a private company. So right now, Cotera has about a $21 billion total enterprise value. We we learned that over the last five years, Cotera has brought in $2.1 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that in an average year, they're producing about $430 million worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $430 million of their average free cash flow by their $21 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us about a 2% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, meaning that this is significantly below that 5% benchmark we were looking for, and this is below the yield of the 10-year treasury. So this is an X here on metric number six. However, because of their acquisition, this is not reflective of how the business's future cash flows are likely to look as the size of their business has significantly increased. So to get a better perspective of that, if we take their last 12 months worth of free cash flows, which again, they brought in more than $3.5 billion worth of free cash flow, and use that to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the company. So when we divide their $3.5 billion worth of their last 12 months of free cash flow, by their $21 billion total enterprise value, that gives us just under a 17% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for Cotera. That's significantly above that slight risk premium we were looking for, and that's far and above where they've been at historically. 
Because of their merger, it's likely that the reality for the business is somewhere closer to their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield than it is to their average, meaning that Coterra is potentially an interesting business to dig in and learn more about as it has some more interesting aspects to their business that we'll discuss in just a little bit. Then here as a bonus, we're taking a look at Coterra's dividend profile. So again, Coterra is paying out a 10.3% dividend yield, which is one of the highest dividend yields for any US listed business. However, it's really easy for people to make mistakes by blindly chasing dividends, so it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business to determine whether or not that company has strong fundamentals and whether their dividends are well supported by either their earnings or their free cash flows depending on the type of business. For Coterra, we want their dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. And something that's a lot different from many of their energy peers is that in all five of these years, Coterra was able to support their dividends with their free cash flows. They've also grown their dividends in all five of these years, which many other energy businesses either had years where they were not supporting their dividends or they had to cut their dividends. Some even had both, especially in 2020. So even though they operate in a cyclical industry producing a commodity, it does look like the business has performed pretty steadily over the past five years, and they've been able to maintain this dividend payout. And with their recent success coming on the back of higher natural gas and oil prices, it looks like the business is likely producing enough free cash flow going forward to be able to sustain this dividend yield, especially if these commodities stay at higher prices into the future, which, which is the thought of some investors such as Warren Buffett himself. In addition to this, one thing I want to point out is that Coterra Energy actually paid out a special dividend in 2021. This was in addition to their merger. This may or may not be repeated going forward. Again, this would depend on the company's cash flows into the future. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Coterra Energy, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for the business. So here we're starting with an average of their cash flows over their last three years. This is going to take into account one of the years prior to their merger of the two businesses, but this is just to give us a more normalized starting point for the business as they've had very significant free cash flows recently. Then if we assume a growth stage over the next 10 years based off their historical abilities to grow their free cash flows over the last 10 years and use a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that where this growth rate is nearly cut in half. So these are historical growth assumptions that you need to do your own homework on to determine whether or not these are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward for the business. If we add in their tangible book value today and we were seeking a potential 10% rate of return for the business, then it seems like there would be margin of safety in Coterra Energy stock price based off their current valuations with a reasonable fair value for the business around $42 per share. Please keep in mind some caveats here. So one, this discount rate would be including their dividend yield. So we would not be doubly counting their dividends. Two, especially because of the business's recent transaction history, this may not be potentially accurate going forward for the business as we don't have a long-term history of both of the business's combined operating results. And then three, please be mindful that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in just a minute, we'll talk about our summary for Coterra Energy, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business, especially those concerning the key points around a potential long or a potential short thesis for the company? Starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business, number one, the firm is one of the few oil and gas producers that can consistently generate excess returns on invested capital at mid-cycle commodity prices. Number two, by focusing on dry natural gas in the Marcellus, Coterra avoids natural gas liquids processing fees that would otherwise drive up production costs. And number three, Coterra has ideal real estate in the lowest cost oil and natural gas basins, amplifying returns and boosting product and geographic diversification. 
Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis of the company, number one, electric power generation, a key source of natural gas demand, could shrink as governments and utilities attempt to pivot away from fossil fuels. Number two, the firm's mid-continent assets have significantly higher break-evens and expanded development in the region could dilute returns. And number three, Cotera has less than 10 years worth of drilling opportunities targeting the prolific lower Marcellus interval and well performance could deteriorate when it is forced to pivot to the less productive upper Marcellus. So hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the key points for both a potential long and a potential short thesis of the company. Now it's time for our wrap up. So in summary, Cotera Energy checks the box on four out of six of our metrics. They're earning average returns on capital that are above those of a typical business, but they're below that 14% benchmark we're looking for. Over their last 12 months, they've earned huge returns on capital of 28%. Because of the rising prices of oil and natural gas over this period, and because of Cotera Energy's potential low-cost producer advantage, in addition to the combined merger of Cabot and Simarex, the company has grown their earnings, revenues, and free cash flows by huge amounts over the last five years. So even with their shareholder dilution to make this merger happen, the company is still up on per share basis. Then it looks like even with the debt that the business took on to make this merger happen as well, that based off their historical abilities to produce free cash flows, they'd be able to support this debt load. And based off of their current monster free cash flows, that the business would also be supporting this debt load. On an average basis of their free cash flow to their enterprise value yield, it did not look like it was that attractive relative relative to the yield of the 10-year treasury. However, that was the opposite when it came to looking at their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield, as it does look like that's potentially offering a significant risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. Although because these two are mixed and because of the recent merger in the business, it's really worthwhile digging in and doing deeper research here to better understand the company if you're interested. Then looking at their dividend profile, something that really stood out compared to a lot of their other oil and natural gas producing peers is that Cotera Energy maintained a steady increasing dividend over the last five years in a period that was relatively rough for a lot of their competitors. They also were able to support this dividend with free cash flows in all five of these years, which is something else that a lot of their peers have not been able to do. And with their recent big increases in free cash flows, it does look like the business is able to healthily support their dividends right now. Whether or not this will be potentially the case going forward is going to depend on where the pricing of these commodities go. But again, Cotera does seemingly have this low cost producer advantage, at least seemingly in the short to medium term. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Cotera Energy. If you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable for the business going forward, then it looks like there would be a potential margin of safety based off the business's current valuations with a potential reasonable fair value for the company being more than $40 per share. So again, there are reasons why this might not be potentially accurate and applicable going forward for the business. One is because they are a commodity producer. And two is that this would be drastically outperforming their performance over the past nearly two decades or so. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Cotera Energy. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. 
Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research searching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that company and understand its underlying essence, ultimately knowing what's important and what's not important for the company going forward. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Coterra Energy, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate fair value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Coterra Energy Inc., ticker symbol CTRA. Again, we looked at the business as a subscriber request today, and with their very high dividend yield and some of their seeming competitive advantages, it looks like it's an interesting business to dig into. So I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. And if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Coterra with me, and have a great day.